Welcome to Ghoulish Tendencies. I'm Gabby. And I'm Kim, and we are two paranormal investigators who delve into the depths of the famous and not-so-famous cases of Moida, ghosts, legends, and lore with a healthy dose of debunking. Debunking. This is, uh, I don't know, this might be a lesser-known case this evening. Perhaps. I don't want to assume what the people at home know about, but... um, this is one that I only had kind of a cursory knowledge. Like, I'd heard of it, but that was about it. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, well, we haven't done an animal one in a while. True. You do love your you animals. How, I do. I love my weird, mysterious animal attacks. Uh, between 1764 and 1767, Gévaudin, France, was gripped in terror as a mysterious monster was attacking residents of the rural countryside. Uh-oh. Thought by many to be a gigantic wolf, these attacks claimed the lives of about 100 men, women, and children before finally stopping. Uh-oh. Mm, what was behind these attacks? A wolf? Another large animal? Or something more mysterious? Bigfoot. Oh, my God. It was not Bigfoot. <laughs> Gabby, come on. <laughs> I just had to do it. I had to. I left it wide open. I did. I really did. That's what... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's too easy. That's what... Nope. That's what she said. All right. Oh, there it is. Lord. Uh, today, we will be talking about the Beast of Gévaudin. Uh I do want to give a shout out to Gustavo Sanchez Romero and S.R. Schwab's book called Beast, Werewolves, Serial Killers, and Maneaters, The Mystery of the Monsters of Gévaudin, uh, which was a, a huge part of my research and worth a read if you want to do like a truly deep, deep, deep dive. Deep. Deep dive. Uh, that would be an excellent place to go. Um, they they did some really meticulous research. Uh, and again, as with any of our cases from the long, long ago, there's discrepancies, there's holes, there's things that don't make sense. We do our best. But this happened over 250 years ago. That makes it more fun. Legends It and makes more. it more fun. But it also means sometimes you read things and you're like, that does not track with this thing that I read. And you're trying to kind of like sift through data until you find whatever root of all of it and that can take some time but you kim douthit do enjoy a sifting moment Uh, there's nothing like looking through autopsy reports from 250 years ago let me tell you that's what you do for funsies it you know what though it It really is is. what i do for funsies (laughs) like i really enjoy it um yeah so (laughs) france Not having the best of time in the 1760s. Nope. No. They were coming back from the Seven Years' War, which was not awesome. Nope. Disease outbreaks, economies in the crapper, or crappier, it's crappy, it's crappier and crapper. Uh, King Louis XV is, like, not super popular. (laughs) People are not really stoked on him. On top of that, the media industry is kind of taking off. So news is being printed and passed on in a way that that surpasses what it had before. And I actually found that to be really interesting. That was a thing I did not know. Uh, like, I knew they had news, obviously, in newspapers. But the, the, this was sort of where things started to, like, get trucking. That's really cool. So, 
It's really good. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of a cool, a cool little thing. Um, also, did I look up some newspapers from like the 1760s? Yes, duh. So the Gévaudan region is located in southern France. It has a lot of uh, forest and rocky landscape, so it's a little bit of um, like it's very rural mm-hmm. and and kind of rough countryside. On June 30th of 1764, 14-year-old Jean Boulet of Le Ubax. I'm going to pardon that I butcher half the names in this and places. A hamlet up in the mountains took a flock of sheep to graze and never returned. Ruh-roh. She'd been working with the sheep since she was 10 years old. She was well experienced on this journey. Her body would be discovered in tatters. Oh, no. Now, the reason we know this is because we have her burial record. She was buried the next day, July 1st, and according to the records, quote, without sacraments having been killed by a ferocious beast. Dun, dun, dun. Well, like, that's not something you see every day in the cemetery. We spend a fair amount of time in cemeteries. That's true. Have you ever seen a gravestone that says someone died by a ferocious beast? No, but if I did, I would take a picture. Right? That's notable. That would stick out. Yeah. Now, what was interesting about this phrasing beyond, like, you don't see that in your average gravestone, is that some scholars have taken this to believe this was not the first death attributed to a ferocious beast. Which I get. Like, if you found somebody's body in tatters, would your first thought be, oh, obviously, ferocious beast? Like, if I, living in the Pacific Northwest, it'd kind of be like finding somebody mauled to death in the woods and listing the cause of death as Bigfoot. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Particularly because wolf attacks specifically were extremely common in the region. Yeah, then it would just kind of insinuate that it was a wolf, maybe. That it was a wolf. But it didn't say wolf. It said beast. Ferocious. Not just beast. Ferocious beast. Ferocious beast. Now, there were some stories from a few months prior of a young woman uh, who was walking home and barely escaped what she described as a beast or la bête. She described it as, and this is really important, like a wolf, but not a wolf. What does that mean? Oh, indeed. What does that mean, Gabby? I don't know. I'm asking you. She got away because her herd defended her. Oh, dang. And this became a common thread amongst uh, a lot of the attacks is, is the herd sometimes defending um, their human. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, you know, it might be they're defending themselves as well, but like, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) About a month later, in the first week of August of 1764, six miles away from where Jean was killed, Marion Ebron, wow, (laughs) I'm butchering these names, apologies, went missing during the day only to be discovered, quote, throttled and half eaten. Woof. (laughs) <laughs> Woof. <laughs> I didn't realize I did that, but hey. hey. <laughs> Two days later, in another nearby village, another 15-year-old girl was killed. Then on August 30th, a young boy was watching his cattle, and he was attacked and killed. So, like, this is freaky. The attacks are frequent enough 
people are getting alarmed by it. Reports of the attacks caught the attention of, uh, like, no nobility, clergymen. Like, this was, was making the rounds, right? Mm-hmm. On September 6th, at about 7 p.m., a 36-year-old woman uh, described by the locals as a known local witch. Ooh, she sounds fun. I know. She sounds like my friend. Yep. She was harvesting rosemary in her garden. She was attacked by a beast. Ten days after that, on September 16th, a 12-year-old boy named Claude Marines was out with his cattle. He was a small boy for his age, but he was resourceful and scrappy. He was dragged off and torn apart. Yikes. On September 20th, a large wolf was killed, and there was this brief period of hope maybe this was the animal responsible for all these deaths. But on September 29th, another attack would happen. 12-year-old Magdalene Moraz, described as being cheerful and tough, left at about 4.30 p.m. to check on her cattle. She was found dismembered. Woof. One of her arms was completely torn off. Her lungs and heart were ripped from her chest. <gasps> Ooh. By October of 1764, there were about a dozen attacks reported, four per week, resulting in five deaths in total. On October 5th, a beast was spotted stalking a herder who was also protected by the cows. I mean, it was like, I love that, though. I, I kind of hope these cows then didn't become dinner. I mean, likely, but. Yeah, see, this is why I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Dinner either for the people or for the wolf. You know what I mean? Uh, Now, unfortunately, others would not be lucky. Two days after this, a 20-year-old woman was found headless. Oh. Her head would be found the next day. Where? How far away? I don't know. It was found. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, remarkably, the records from 250 years ago (laughs) did not specify how far away her head was from her body in this instance. I'm so sorry, Gabby. You know, do better. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry for this (laughs) grievous lack of research. Lacks, lack, I meant meant not you, but the people that took notes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, God. So... If there hadn't been so many sightings of the beast, I would almost want to ask if it was possible that there, this was maybe the attack of a really twisted serial killer. And I want you to press save on that idea. Okay. <laughs> For when we get to theories. Okay. I love a theory. I love a theory. On October 8th, 12-year-old Jean Rito. Mm? Was attacked but survived. Uh, this is the detail I love. He went on to become a priest and lived until the age of 76. Oh, wonderful. Good for Eugene. Or you, Gene, Comma, not Eugene. Gene. <laughs> yeah, that's two different names. <laughs> two different people, folks. Eugene did not become a priest. His mother is not pleased. Okay. A few hours after Gene's attack, um, there would be a sighting of the beast stalking another herdsman. Now, this allowed some hunters to track it and shoot it. But according to reports, the beast fell, got right back up, ran off. Just doesn't take a bullet, just wants to keep going. They'd find him, shoot it again. It did the same thing. 
Dang. Fell down, got right back up. Dang. That. That's, yeah. that's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. I just literally, all I can think about as we're talking about this is the Beauty and the Beast. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. <laughs> so I wonder if there was some inspiration there. I mean, it did take place in France. Anyway. I directed that show. It's fun. It was a good time. It's a great time. I love when I got to see... Gaston at Disney World, and he was just such an asshole to everybody. It was very funny. It's like that's got to be fun, though. Like, I, you know, if I had to be one of the Disney actors, I'd want to be like one of the evil queens or like Gaston or something, where you could just be an asshole. Well, Gaston and like, like fully like looks at people up and down and goes no and walks away. <gasps> like straight up does that at Disney World. It's very funny. Damn, Gaston, yeah. that's it's brutal. it's definitely set up for like adult comedy purposes. I appreciate that. I appreciate some good adult comedy. Uh, anyway, I also kill appreciate the beast. Epcot, where they've got booze. Fair. Um, yeah, it's my favorite place just because of that. Although, it's not my favorite place. Dole Whip and Pog? Ugh. Oh, my God. It's the best thing in the world. You know, I, I had the Dole Whip. It was good, but I, I think it got hyped up to me a little too much. Did you have it in a glass of Pog? I did not. I just had some Dole Whip. Then you're missing out on life, man. I'll just tell you well, that. Okay. Um, we'll go to Disneyland because I don't really feel like going to Florida. Um, I don't blame go to, you. It's, I might, they might not like me there. I, I would just keep saying like gay. I don't, they um, don't like me there either. And I'm not even gay. So, you know, either way, I still love the gays and love everything that Florida hates. <laughs> love, lo- love us, love us queer people. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I just hit my microphone. Sorry about that. You're fine. <laughs> I got, I got into it. It's, you know, we're coming off of pride week and I've got like the pansexual pride is still going strong through me. Anyway. Amen. Amen, sister. Okay. I've lost my place in my notes. Kill the beast. (laughs) Kill the beast. Kill the beast. Okay. So (laughs) we're so on topic tonight. What else is new? (laughs) So they keep tracking it. All right. Through the night. They can see it limping. So they know they got it. But it still would go on to attack a 12-year-old boy. Sounds like it's pretty on brand for a beast. It is indeed. Two days later, on October 10th, another young person would be attacked, wounded, but not killed. That evening, the beast attacked three siblings. Brothers who were 12 and 6 and their 10-year-old sister. Beast grabbed the sister, but the two brothers grabbed onto her in return and kept her from being taken. Oh, nice. The next day, October 11th, another woman was killed. A few days later, on October 15th, another victim would be decapitated. Yeah. So by December of, I like that my notes, I wrote 1964. (laughs) That's the wrong date. That's maybe 1694? No. By December of 1764. Ah. Oh, cool. No nine. No nine. Just A string of attacks occurred. A 45-year-old sheep herder was decapitated. Oh, no. A 16-year-old and 40-year-old were attacked uh, next before another 12-year-old girl would also be decapitated. Dang. After that, another young woman and child were killed before a teen boy was also, say it with me now, Gabby, decapitated. We're so excited about saying decapitated. Maybe that'll be our hashtag decapitated. Hashtag decapitated. Abso-fucking-lutely. Take a shot. Okay. You told me to. All right. 
now from there, another child, two teenagers, and finally an adult male, all killed in the month of December. Dang. I can understand why people were legitimately freaking out about this. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. By January, another decapitation. This time a 16-year-old boy. Oh, no. The beast also made off with his arm. Oh, the head and the arm. All right. Head and the arm. On January 12th of 1765, 10-year-old Jacques Portefeuille was attacked along with a group of seven of his friends. Which, okay, can we appreciate this for a moment? Like, yes, they were children, but this beast attacks eight of them. Dang. That's ballsy, man. Even for a beast. So the the kids used sticks to fight it off, and the king of France, Louis XV, he paid for their education in return. He was so impressed, which, like, if I was a kid and I heard that, I'd be like, oh, no, I was attacked by this beast. I threw a rock and scared it away. Pay for my college, please. <laughs> please. No more student loans. Please. 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 No. No. Please. No. Okay. Word is also spreading. There's newspapers reporting on it all the way over in good old Boston, Massachusetts. So this was making international news. Descriptions are also helping fuel this monster image. And man, there's some wild illustrations out there of what this beast might have looked like. It had reddish fur with a black stripe along its back. Oh. Or it was covered in scales. Wait, that's very different. Ah, isn't it? Maybe it had a mane. Maybe it had talons instead of claws. Its tail was long, usually. Unusually long. It could also walk on its back legs like a human and made sounds unlike anything anyone had ever heard. Now, bear with me, because this starts to remind me a little bit of when you start seeing those accounts of, like, the Jersey Devil specifically is what comes to mind. Yep. Where things just start to get kind of blown out of proportion. Particularly when you think about, you know, for most of the victims, people who survived it, you don't necessarily see this great thing stalking you in great detail. You hear like a rustle or a twig snap and, then and you see done. a flash of something. Well, no, I mean, again, even if you survive the attack, it's going to be happening so fast. How many details are you actually absorbing? Not a lot. I mean, it's, not a lot. That's all. This is like ripe for legend and lore. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so there's a bounty of 6,000 livres for killing the beast, which according to inflation, because I looked this up because I'm me, $295,000 by today's standards. Oh, nice. So by the end of January of 1765, there had been 24 attacks leading to 10 deaths in total. And I mean, like, I could keep naming victims and ticking off every single death. You know, I do like to generally acknowledge names and victims, but there's so many of them. It's too many. It's, it's too many. Uh, so February of 1765 saw 20 attacks resulting in five deaths. March, 23 attacks with eight deaths. Six of them were children. Dang. By April, 17 attacks and six deaths. May, four more deaths 
That's a lot. It's a lot. June would see 20 attacks and four more deaths. July saw many attacks, but only two deaths. So, you know, only. Only. August saw eight attacks and only one death. There you go. One of those attacks occurred on August 11th of 1765 when 20-year-old Marie-Jean Vallée was crossing the river that I'm going to mispronounce with her sister when she was attacked. Now, she had a bayonet on a pole and apparently impaled the beast in the chest. Oh, dang. Which, P.S., I'm thinking I have a lack of bayonets readily available to myself. I should rectify that. Impaling forget is pepper the best. Spray. Man, forget pepper spray. I'm going to walk around in downtown Seattle with a bayonet for protection. And we're going to call you Kim the Impaler. Hashtag everyone's <laughs> name Vlad. Yes. Hey, back. That is a throwback and then some. She would describe the creature as looking like a large dog, gray, with white on its chest and black on its back. Hmm. This was what I found was interesting. She said the front was bigger than the behind. Baby don't got back. Nope. Nope. And it had a flat head and big teeth. That's a really funny visual. Isn't it, though? (laughs) And again, you can find people's illustrations of this. They are hysterical. Oh, we should post them. Oh, we will. Now, as a result of her bravery, some started calling her the Amazon or the Maid of Gévaudan. Um, She actually has, like, a crazy awesome statue erected in her honor that is there in the Auvergne village in France. It's kind of cool. That's cool. We'll put a picture of that up, too, if I remember. (laughs) This is is you asking me to remember a lot, Gabby. Come on. (laughs) By early September, two more deaths, both... 12-year-old girls. On September 20th of 1765, the 71-year-old gun bearer to the king, François Antoine, along with his nephew, shot a large wolf. And everyone's like, this is it. Everyone's rejoicing. François is being given rewards. He's being gifted with titles. And he would say, quote, We never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one. Hence, we believe this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage. So the animal was stuffed to be displayed. It was brought before the king to be properly presented. One letter written by Horace Walpole. What a name. Favorite names. Yeah, it is. Englishman. He was described as a prolific letter writer. (laughs) Wait, letter writer or letter writer? Letter writer. Letter writer. So like, I, I okay. think sort of like, you know, the, the one dude who kept, what's his name, Samuel Pepys or whatever, who kept a journal. And we learned a lot about life during his time period because he te- kept this, like, meticulous journal. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of Walpole wrote so many letters. We learned a bunch of shit just because he kept writing letters. That's my takeaway. But I didn't do a deep dive into Walpole. That's for that's future Kim's problem. That sounds like uh, a deep dive into a poll sounds like a difficult time. <laughs> okay. Um He said, he wrote in a letter, it is an absolute wolf, but uncommonly large. And the expression of agony and fierceness remains strongly imprinted on its dead jaws. Ooh. So the animal was uh, 6.23 feet in length. Dang. And weighed about 123 pounds. So like, that's, that's a legit sized wolf. Yeah. And attacks stopped so done and done right so we would think no 
Never. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it was. Um, so, like, yeah, again, this wolf was big. But no human remains or bones were found in its stomach. Which, okay, fine. Maybe it had, like, pooped recently. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this wolf's, like, bowel movement story. I was not there on this journey with him. Hashtag bowel um, movement story. Hashtag bowel movement story. What's your journey? <laughs> That's your next Activia commercial tagline. You're welcome, Activia. I'm available for more taglines and hashtags. Hashtag bowel movement journey. <laughs> hashtag hire me. I don't know what for, no, for coming up with hashtags, apparently. Don't do it. <laughs> um, so the wolf was also found pretty far away from where the bulk of the attacks were happening. And again, wolves can have a fairly large radius, mm-hmm. but uh, far enough away that it was notable. But then, December 11th, the attack starts again. Uh, six or seven-year-old, the, the records are a little dicey. Vidal... Tonier was taken by a beast while looking after his family's animals. He was saved by a teen who was nearby. But shortly after, an 11-year-old shepherdess found dead. It was a little different, though. Because previously, you remember multiple accounts of the beast being scared off by herds and cattle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's no longer the case. Oh, no. No fear. So is this the same beast? Or is it a different one? I mean, you would think potentially that it chilled out because they saw another wolf get or a wolf get captured. Maybe. I don't know. That's not how wolves work. (laughs) Or was like... Screw everybody. I'm not going to be cautious anymore. I'm going for it. You know, like. Uh, well, I mean, again, I, well, we'll, 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 we'll delve a little more into that when we get into theories. Okay. Um, but the attacks are continuing. And again, notes on the viciousness. There was a report of an attack that left only the hands behind. Oh my gosh. Just the yeah. fingies. Just the fingies. Although there was another report that said it was the hands and the legs with some of the clothes. Is this the Fresno Nightcrawler? <laughs> I know, right? It's, I'm like, this is not. Well, just this the is pants. This is not better. Just pants. Just pants. Uh, but bringing these attacks to the attention of the king and pointing out that maybe the beast was still at large did nothing. Hashtag screw you, King Louis the Fifteenth. Uh, yeah. No, I mean the court was just like. Nah, nah, we totes got our beast. We don't care. Our boy Antoine killed it. I mean, this is very much resembling, like, the way crime is dealt with by police now. (laughs) Or serial killers. I mean, like, look at how often someone's arrested. Or not even serial killers. uh, Just in general. Like, crimes in general. You have someone that can take take the blame, you stop looking, even though that person might be innocent. You know, Mm -hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Even if it's, a, if it's a wolf, this poor innocent wolf just got stuffed. I mean, and again, I say this as somebody who's all about don't kill the animals, but like. Okay, so <laughs> in the first half of 1766, there were upwards of 22 people attacked. 
in the latter half of the year, there were 10 to 20 attacks, resulting in 4 to 11 deaths. Dang. One question you have to ask, though, is, again, this is a region that was known for wolf attacks. So how are they really differentiating between these attacks? Right. Like, is it one wolf doing it? Are there multiple wolves? Is it a is beast? Just is it a wolf? Is this just yeah. living in an area where there's a bunch of wolves? Mm-hmm. Now, there were no records of attacks between November 2nd of 1766 to March 2nd of 1767. And again, that doesn't mean there weren't any. It just means they were not recorded. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons that could happen. Um, one of which being, again, these are peasants being attacked. Uh, peasants do not write things down. <laughs> peasants, for the most part, did not write things. So a lot of what we're relying on are church records. But this is a remote region. It's possible something wasn't being recorded. Mm-hmm. Very, very possible. Or somebody was disappearing and not being found. So we didn't find a body, but they disappeared. So another hunt was organized, and on June 19th, another wolf was shot, this one by Jean Chestel. An autopsy was performed on the animal, and indeed, there were human remains inside. Dun, dun, dun. Specifically, the head of a femur bone from a child. Oh. Okay. Just like the top of a kid's femur bone. When you said the head, I thought it was like a full head. <laughs> no, that's that's not really how their bodies work. But like, no, it was the, I don't know how to describe like the top of his femur bone, like, like the, the little ball. bulbous part. So, yeah. Now, this is where the accounts get a little contradictory. <laughs> because some of the eyewitnesses reported that it had non-wolf characteristics. In fact, the notary who made the report, his name was Etienne Marine, wrote... And she like how I'm pronouncing all these I names. Really do. I'm just yes. truly entertained right now. It's, Thank it's, you. It's, it's, I'm so good. I'm so good. So good. Um, this animal appears to be a wolf, but an extraordinary one. By its figure and its proportions, it is very different from the wolves that one sees in this country. This is what more than 300 people from all around have certified. Okay. I take note with this, because if you look at the actual autopsy report, which guess what, Gabby? What? I did. Of course you did. Because I'm that asshole. No, it's because you're thorough. The measurements and characteristics are all consistent with a normal wolf. Not only that, like, kind of on the smaller side compared to the other. Oh, really? This one, this one was 4.97 feet. Oh. And weighed about 104 pounds. That is a smaller baby. Not just a smaller baby, but I want you to think about that. 104 pounds. And this is an animal that was allegedly, not allegedly, we know he decapitated. We know he would try to run off with a child. Yeah, that's brave. Like, not just brave. Aggressive. If, if, well, no, but like, how tiny are these children? Like a 12-year-old girl? That's easily a, at least like, a, I don't know, an 80-pound child? Yeah. So I'm 104 pounds making off with 12-year-olds? Like, that's not... I mean, not to say you can't do it, but, like, it's not like this giant thing picking up a kid and just racing off with it, you know? No, it's not as plausible as you might think it would be, I guess. No, and again, it's not to say you could not easily attack and kill somebody. 
because you've got teeth and claws and aggression and shit, massive aggression. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's it's very much not the same thing. True. The body of the animal was buried in an unknown location, which prevents any testing that could have been done today, and it makes it unlikely that we'll ever know the truth of the origins of the animal, but uh, there are theories. Ooh, I love a theory. Tell me a theory. There are, there are more than one. Ooh. Across the world, new threats emerge. Man-apes prowl the forests of North America. Giant cephalopods entwine ships in the Pacific. Man-eating crocodiles gnash unsuspecting swimmers in Australia. But one bureau has you covered with the latest on monstrous shenanigans in your backyard. Tune in, gentle listeners, for breaking news fresh from the teletype. Listen closely, for your lives may depend on it. Turn up the volume. It's time for... The so, like, your attacks ended. But what was this creature? And where was did it, it a wolf? Go? Was it something else? Was it an alien? You know, of all the theories I saw, and I saw some good ones, alien never actually popped up. Damn so, it. good on you. Good Damn on you for going there. So, you might recall right from the get go, like, eyewitnesses report this animal as a wolf. But not. Mm-hmm. Larger than a normal wolf. Yep. Often described as the size of a calf. Some even reporting it being as big as a horse. So for reference, your average wolf is about 3.4 to 5.2 feet long. Okay. So like our, our two wolf friends that were caught were both on the larger size sure. in that respect. 4.97 feet, and the other one was what, like six, six feet point or something? something. Like, yeah. yeah. That's a big wolf. A That's big a big honking wolf. But like a yearling calf, if you're going up, is like 44 to 50 inches at the shoulders. So that's a little bit of a discrepancy. Like they're much taller than mm-hmm. a wolf, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The color was reddish gray with a tail like a panther. Which, have you ever heard of a wolf with a tail like a panther, Gabby? No, I've heard of a panther with a tail like a panther. Yeah, panthers tend to have tails like panthers. There was also reports of black stripes on its back and talons for claws. We'd mentioned that one. Yep. So the beast would stalk its victims and grab them usually by the throat. Wounds were usually on the head and limbs of the bodies, and at least 16 of them were decapitated. Hashtag decapitation. Hashtag decapitation, but as we pointed out, this means you are dealing with an animal of considerable strength. Yep. Decapitating doesn't just happen. No, and I I wonder about the, like, I'm just going to go there with this. I wonder about the, like, way, like, did they put the whole head in their mouth and then, like, bite and spit it out? Did they bite the neck and chew at it until it, I, I like... I think it's more... You go for the jugular, and that's pretty common. Animal... Like, y- you go for the jugular, and uh, it, it kind of goes downhill from there. The head rolls down the hill. <laughs> no, but, like, if you rip out the windpipe, rip out the jugular, it's not too far off from there that you could rip the rest of it off. I don't know. Would you then say you're not running up the hill like Kate Bush, but you're rolling I was down waiting. I was like, she's going to make a Kate Bush joke, isn't she? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to not acknowledge that. Uh, 
Another thing that was reported was a very strong odor. Oh, stinky boy. Yeah, he's a stanky boy. And again, there was that note about it walking on its hind legs. Remember I mentioned that? Like a circus baby. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like a circus baby. So knowing all of this, let's look at our suspects, shall we? Yes, please. Okay, so first our most obvious. A wolf! A wolf, yep. <laughs> what? Who knew? Or more likely, let's face it, a number of wolves. Yeah, they usually stick in a pack. They usually hunt in a pack. Wolf attacks were insanely common. The statistics show there was 9,000 wolf attacks between the 17th and 19th century. Holy crap, that's 9, a lot. 9,000 wolf attacks. But you had this, if this was a single wolf, there was multiple attacks often happening during a day. So it could be rabid. And that could could just that could explain why like it's not just being food driven, sure. But if it was a rabid wolf, none of the survivors ever contracted rabies. Oh, you know what we call that? No evidence. Oh, evidence, <laughs> evidence. <laughs> You're right. That is evidence. So if the wolf wasn't rabid, it's unlikely that it was a single wolf. Yep. Like, that's just, that's, that's too much. So could it have been a pack? Now, I read an article from How Stuff Works that had a quote from Nate Leibel. He is an assistant wolf biologist from Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. And what he said, and I thought this was really interesting. The size of a wolf is something that is difficult for someone without experience to judge. This is because all wolves have a large bone structure, are long-limbed, and have considerable variation in coat thickness depending on the time of year. For these reasons, people often considerably overestimate the weight of wolves they see. Oh. In looking at the data, it does appear that predator attacks in general and wolf attacks more specifically were more common historically than they are today, and that many of these attacks occurred in Europe, given that wolves occur in many myths and stories often as a dangerous or evil creature, I think it is accurate to say that there was a real fear of them historically in many places. Yeah, like Little Red Riding Hood. Like Little Red Riding Hood. Absolutely. Little Red Riding Hood is an excellent example. I mean, even then, we, we had been talking about this before we started recording, it, the story of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Which was written about, what, 1740. Yeah. It was written before this. But this idea of this great beast that is rather wolf-like. Yeah. So you have ingrained in the culture this fear of wolves mm -hmm. and wolf attacks. And wolves is this very evil creature. So how much of this fear could play into an exaggeration of the attacks, of the appearance and the size of the wolf itself. There was also a suggestion that some of it was a result of wolves devouring corpses oh. of those killed in the war. What? Really? Well, I mean, again, you had this war taking place, and of course, if there's just bodies everywhere, wolves will eat. Like, they're not scavengers the same way a, a coyote is. But they will absolutely eat a dead body that's just hanging out there. Dang. So could some of these pieces found have been that of already dead corpses? Or 
Could it have been that these wolves got a taste for human flesh because of the dead bodies? Uh, yeah, it's all of possible. the above. Yeah. And I guess part of it is that, again, <clears throat> people in this area, though, they knew wolves. Like, wolf attacks were insanely common. They knew what wolves looked like. But they were describing something over and over that was like a wolf, but also not. Not a wolf. So I do feel like that is another counterpoint to all of this. People knew what wolves looked like. Now, again, in the midst of an attack with your adrenaline pumping, might you be not remembering details correctly? Absolutely. Sure. However, people knew what wolves looked like. And this wasn't it. A wolf, Allegedly. but not. So another theory is that the beast was an armored war dog. What? I know this might sound strange, but it was one of the explanations for how it could be shot and get up again. Because dogs that would be used during war campaigns would be protected with boar's hide to help shield them, their own kind of armor. I had no idea. That's wild. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty bonkers. You can see pictures of what an armored war dog would have looked like. And it's, I mean, it's not cool, but like, it's also kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, however, neither of the wolves killed had, or the animals killed had any kind of armor on them. And so if it was a war dog, it, it implies that possibly there was a human on the other side of it. A dot, dot, dot. Sure. Now, this brings us to the next theory, and this is the theory that I personally find to be uh, one of the more compelling ones. Ooh, I'm excited. A dog-wolf hybrid. Oh. So here's the thing. Wolves indigenous to the area are gray wolves. Gray wolves are able to breed with a type of herding dog very common to the area called Busseron. Sure. One of the reasons interbreeding amongst dogs and wolves can be a very bad idea is that they mature at different rates. So when you interbreed a dog and a wolf, they have these hormonal fluctuations which can impact their behavior, specifically make them more aggressive. Oh. It's like wolf puberty dialed up to 11. Not a good time. No, that sounds like a perfect storm for a violent moment. For a violent moment. And it can explain why <clears throat> the aggression of the animal or animals uh, carrying out the attacks. It could also explain why it didn't look like a normal wolf. Mm, okay. And again, the second animal killed was noted to have short and stocky front legs and seemed more unlike a wolf, which lends further credit to this idea that it was possibly a hybrid wolf-dog. Interesting. Now, another popular theory that's, like, a little bit ridiculous, but also not, um, it was born from the stripes on the body of the second animal killed, uh, that we are dealing with a striped hyena. Oh, now, you might be asking yourself, why, Kim, striped hyenas, they are not native to France. No. That is true. However, exotic pet keeping, that was a thing. Noblemen especially, like, they kept, you know, weird exotic animals uh, for funsies. So, you know, maybe a nobleman had his pet hyena escape 
I mean, like, look at Joe Exotic. <laughs> hey. I roll. Uh, that being said, striped hyenas aren't generally known to attack humans. They are also used to a much warmer climate. True. So the, the like, wild in the cold region of France, not really their jam, and they would not have thrived. It's unlikely they would have hurt, survived for a couple of years. Uh, it doesn't mean it couldn't have happened, but, right. like, mm, it's a little bit of a stretch. One of my favorite theories is in the same vein, and that is that it was actually a lion. Oh, okay. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Again, this might shock you, but lions, not native to France. Nope, sure aren't. No. Same as uh, a hyena. Much like, exactly. Much <laughs> like our striped hyena friend, somebody could have had a pet lion that escaped. Also, people, don't keep lions as pets. No. Or hyenas. It's a bad idea. Or hyenas. Don't keep, don't keep wild animals like that as pets. It's not kind. No. Um, and now you might be also saying, Kim. Kim. Kimothy. <laughs> Kimothy. I'm going to call you that forever now. <laughs> oh, I have friends who call me Kimothy. Uh... <laughs> Have I never used that around you? No. I've got a couple of friends who call me Kimothy. I kind of love it. Uh, Lions have, like, you know, impressive manes. Wouldn't someone notice that? Well, the theory specifically is that a juvenile male lion, which would not have a fully formed mane, could have been responsible. Okay. In fact, your average French human in this time would really only have the frame of reference of a lion that's kind of like your stereotypical lion with a gigantic mane at their disposal. They would not have seen one in person. You know what else lions do? What What do they do? They grab their prey by the neck. Oh. Lions also have the strength to decapitate a person. Rolling down the hill. <laughs> And this would not be the only time a lion was known to attack humans. The lions of, pardon me if I butcher this, Savo, okay. which is actually, it's on my list for, for future ghoulish tendency topic. I think you and I have talked about it before. It was a pair of lions in 1898 Kenya that killed somewhere between 35 to 135 people oh in God. a nine-month period. Holy crap. Yeah, it's actually a fascinating case. The beast was killing roughly in a 50-mile radius, which also lines up with a lion's hunting ground. There's been a couple other big cats thrown out there as possibilities, like tigers and leopards or even an escaped jaguar. But also, like, animals like that have fairly notable characteristics, like being orange, for one. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, cats. Cat meow. You know, they're, they're, they purr and shit, so I don't know. Um, there's also, there's been a handful of other animal suspects. Some thought maybe a brown bear because of the reports of it being on its hind legs, but like nothing else really matches the attacks. Um, bears are also pretty distinct looking. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, a type of baboon. Ooh. An olive baboon. Ooh. Which was thought to maybe have been responsible, but again, baboons, not native to France, and uh, they're not really down with the cold. That's so. also so random. <laughs> like, well, like, baboons have a very distinct appearance, like, really distinct coloring. Yeah. And yet, they're, they're strong. They're crazy, crazy strong, but... <laughs> that's a stretch. That's, another, that's a stretch for me. Um, another theory... It's also rather delightful, is that it was a prehistoric predator. Oh. 
So there was a creature, and again, I'm going to not say this right. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, we're going to just do it, Death. Just, 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 just you got to just, oh, just, just, just do it. Just do it, and it's done. Amphysian, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Hold on, this is going to take me a second. Amphysian, no, fuck me. Okay, hold on. We're going to get there. <laughs> You're on this journey with me. Okay. We're doing it. Motherfucker. <laughs> Amphysionidae. 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 Okay, I think I got it. This is still not going to be correct. There was something called a day, which I definitely did not just say correctly, but basically it was known as a prehistoric bear dog. Ooh. <laughs> and again, pictures of it are, are insane. Uh, it was about eight feet in length, had the body of a bear and the head of a dog. Oh, jeez. Fossils of this creature have been found in France and looking at illustrations like I would totally buy it. However, it did allegedly go extinct seven million years ago. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 I mean, I don't know, man. Um, Those woods are deep, you know? The woods are are dark and deep, and I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Mm -hmm. No, they're lovely, dark and deep. That's it. Okay. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, and I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Sure. Anyway. It's a poem. Uh there's also giant wolves or dire wolves. Thank you, Game of oh, Thrones. Yes. Mm-hmm, that you recognize. But those also went extinct like 8,000 years ago. So more recently than a bear dog, but still. <laughs> now, Gabby, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be your favorite. Thing. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. A werewolf. Oh, yeah, buddy. Not a swearwolf. That would be more fun. That would be more fun. There is a strong history of werewolves in France. And again, I, I mentioned the uh, just the strong fear of wolves from all the wolf attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the werewolves are sometimes referred to as loups-garous. Mm-hmm. I did not appreciate how far back the werewolf lore went. Do tell. There are references to wolf-shifting shapeshifters going back to the 6th century in the woods in France. Say that 10 times fast. No, thank you, octopus. (laughs) One of the things that was maybe the most fascinating to me was this. And, and, okay, so some of these reports of of victims were that the clothes were left neat. Huh. Like, you had the ones where the clothes were all torn up, but there was reports that the clothes, it was like they had been removed. Which is creepy all by itself. Wait, hold on. How are the clothes removed? They're just like taken off the body and left like, sitting next to like them? Like someone took them off the body. As opposed to finding shreds of clothes because somebody ripped a body to shreds and you found like some shredded up pants. But there's like fully intact outfits laying down fully next to a naked body? Out- yes. Oh, well, no, weird. not next to a body. Just that there was fully intact clothes found. Just without a body. Generally, I think, yes. Okay. But I, I would have to double check that. But, like, that's weird, right? That that's creepy weird. all by itself. But yeah. apparently, and I did not know this, this is a part of werewolf lore. Oh, I know this. 
that this is a thing they do. Yeah. They get naked and then they turn into a wolf. No, no, no. I don't mean that werewolves do it to themselves. I mean that they do it to their victims. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. And like, okay, so here's the thing. I went down this whole rabbit hole and I started to go down this whole rabbit hole. But like, honest to goodness, this is its own episode. So maybe it wasn't a wolf. Maybe it was a werewolf. Much like our Sasquatch, werewolves and giant dogs exist across all cultures. You've got your skinwalkers. You've got your, your black dogs as a specter of death in British and Irish culture. I mean, even like, look at the Hound of the Baskerville. This idea of this giant dog or this giant creature is not a new one. However. Asterisk. Asterisk. Um, This is not a theory. There was really any actual evidence. Evidence. To back up. Um, Like you're either kind of team werewolf or you're not. Are you you team werewolf, Gabby? I'm always team werewolf. I am (sighs) your molder. Yeah, were you team Jacob or team Edward? Fuck Twilight. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not Twilight team at all. I will I'm not watch checking. it. I refuse. Sorry, listeners, uh, but goodbye, Twilight. That is not my jam. I drove through Forks like a couple of months ago when Terrence and I went to the Olympic Peninsula. And there oh, was yeah, so yeah. much dumb Twilight shit that was just like literally sun bleached. It's like people just don't care anymore. It's very funny. Well, I mean, it's it's the, this was very much a franchise, I think, that existed in its time, but it was never meant to. It was never going to have the longevity of. No, and of, it's not not good, in my opinion. That's it's it's it, it might not be my cup of tea, but there are those who love it. And I think, again. Listen to you being so nice right now. I love it. I don't. But here's the thing. Like, especially teen books. I don't like to shit on teen books. And I don't like to shit on anything that gets people reading. That's like I can understand that. If 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 you get ex- and like I get it, you know, I have a lot of fandom culture that I'm a big fan of. And you know, it's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea, but I think we're better off if we encourage people. To like what you're going to like, as long as it's not harmful. Like what sure. you're going to like okay, and don't fair. feel shame and don't feel like you're being... It's like, don't kink shame, man. Don't don't, don't, don't kink shame. Way to make me feel bad. All right, fine. I'm sorry. No, I, listen. I, I think particularly because a lot of the fandoms that get shit on are fandoms that tend to attract not just women, but young women. Mm-hmm. So okay. I get a little protective of, of... Even if it's not my jam, I get a little protective of, of somebody who might be getting... Like dipping their toe into fandom and then get a lot of shame for it. So I don't think we should ever be ashamed of the things we like. Okay, fair. I just very strongly dislike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I support that. I encourage it. I have words to say about Fifty Shades of Grey. I literally Um, threw the book across the room. The first page I read. I I couldn't. I could. But see, like, I also couldn't get into Outlander. I got partway through the book and I, I haven't seen the show. I got partway through the book and it made me so mad. I like threw it across the room. So again. We all have our uh, our things. We all have our things. We all have okay. our things. And, okay. and, and I'm not going to shit on young girls' culture. Okay. Noted. I'll shit on plenty of things. You know me. I shit on everything. But the one time I shit on something, you refuse. I get I'm it. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, right. I am with werewolves in all other capacities. Um, also, just because Teen Wolf is a great movie... Oh, Team Wolf is a good movie. I was, you know, I've also I've heard good things about the the show, and it, it's been on my list to watch for years, but I haven't, oh, I haven't there. seen it. I just no, saw I've, the original. I've, I've heard movie. that it's like surprisingly good. Um, 
But uh, anyway, that's not the. I also call Terrence Teen Wolf sometimes because he's a hairy, hairy man. He, he has he has got a lot of hair. I respect that. Like, I mean, again, look at like I'm obsessed with Blackbeard on our flag means death, and it's part of it is that I like all the hair. You know, y'all learned something new about us today, friends. Well, so I have so much hair that I'm just like, yes. Kim hair. is the werewolf. I I some days I'm like walking hair. I have a lot of curly hair. Uh, anyway, now. Remember I told you to press save on a certain theory? Yes. You remember what that theory was? No. <laughs> you remember I said press save, though, so I that's do something. remember you said press yeah. save. I had made a crack earlier about uh, the possibility of this being some kind of weird serial killer. Oh, yes, 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 the serial killer theory. Because one of the theories that pops up is that this beast was actually a human. Okay. I have a keep going. I have a comment and question for later. Okay. One of the reasons uh, is the decapitations, which again is something fairly unusual for an animal. It's not something most animals do. Um, however, all of the sightings of the beast, it does seem ridiculous to think that there was someone running around in like a wolf costume. Yep. Especially since there was lots of eyewitnesses and people who lived through attacks. Uh, they were very much describing an animal that attacked them, though someone running around in a wolf costume and like. 1700s France. Awesome. Now, more likely is that there could have been a human killing, but using the attacks as a way to cover up what they were doing, which I do get behind this idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there was also this kind of bizarre but delightful theory that the Marquis de Sade was doing it. Oh. Are you familiar with the Marquis de Sade? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. His shit's bonkers, man. If you've never read things he's written, it's... It, <clears throat> um, so he was a French nobleman, and he was a writer and philosopher, and he wrote very erotic things. Okay. But, like, you know, I said don't kink shame. Like, stuff that falls very heavily into some S&M categories. Okay, okay. Um, I, I honestly... I was trying to figure out exactly how his name got tossed into the ring. Uh, he would have been in his mid-20s, I think, when this was all going down. That being said, Chastel, who was the guy who shot the second wolf, was a friend of his. But, like, dude, I mean, apparently the source of this was a booklet published in 1962 by Mademoiselle Marguerite Arbaud Ferrer. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know if I said any of that correctly, but like, no. Um, there was actually a number of men who thought they were wolves and killed people. And again, I went down this rabbit hole. I've got like half a dozen names written down that I started to do research on to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, every single one of these is their own episode, Gabby. Oh, dang. It's their own episode. Uh, but these are men who legitimately, and okay, this is something I didn't know. This was another cool thing I found out. Lycanthropy, mm -hmm. like werewolfism or whatever, mm -hmm. it can mean a werewolf. But you know what else it could mean? What? Someone who thinks they're a werewolf. Ooh, like people who think someone they're who vampires? Thinks, someone who thinks they're a wolf. Yeah, absolutely. I did not know that. I did not know that. I got so insanely stoked when I read this. So, yeah, you have this whole section of people who legitimately think they are a wolf. So could you have had someone who thought they were a wolf? Again, not all the killings. That 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 would not make sense with how many eyewitnesses there were. But could some of these deaths have been a person who thought they were a wolf? Plus a bunch of wolves. Plus a bunch of wolves. Maybe he was running at the wolves. Maybe he was part of the pack. 
But like, again, I, I have all these names. I, they went in Kim's big book of future topics. I absolutely want to talk about some of these guys. They were fascinating. Nice. And I think we'll make uh, some really interesting future episodes. Uh, but this is where I say delving into this topic just brought up so many new avenues. And, and there's so much I'm, I'm not even talking about. About Chastel, who's the guy who shot the second wolf. About what was going on in France and how that played in. Because there's just way too much to try to cover mm-hmm. in a, like, hour-long episode. <laughs> Fair. Well, I had so a, anyway. a theory, too. Yeah. In oh, regards yes. to, well, this is just, like, hypothesis of sure. the serial killer bit that you did not yet talk about. Have you ever seen the movie Fur, a portrait yes. of Deanne Arbus? Yeah. Um, so the main character that Robert Downey Jr. plays in that has this condition. It's called hypertrichosis, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he could, like produces hair all over his body. And yeah. A wolfman, basically. Yeah, but he's a dude yeah. that's just really hairy. And like, technically speaking, what if you had a combination situation of a person who thinks they're a wolf. May I politely scully? Who has hypertrichosis. May I politely scully? Yes. Um, That's not to say that there was not some of that going on. However, most of those cases were actually pretty well documented. Even that far back? Eh. Church records, man. Okay. Again, not to, but like, uh, there's stuff... Especially, again, we were talking about the media rising. If there was somebody in the area who had that, that would have been known. Okay. Like, peasants are gossipy motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I'm not even... I mean, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, if, if it's, it's, how, it's how we know 250 years later that one of the women attacked was known as a local witch. That's true. Because that's like, a gossipy moment, right? Because that's a gossipy thing to be. Like, yeah. this is a woman who is known as a local witch. So, if somebody in that area had that, we would like it. Would have been. I. I. I'm hard pressed to believe there wouldn't have been some reference to it or record of it. Okay. Personally, it's again, it's it's an interesting it's an theory. Idea. Yeah. I think, especially going with this idea of, of somebody who was potentially, and again, not necessarily something who was suffering from lycanthropy, but somebody who was just a fucking serial killer, who was like, what can I do to hide my crimes? Oh, look. But I honestly, the whole idea that it was a person doing it for me is a little far-fetched. I agree. I kind of like the idea of the dog wolf situation. Yeah, which... um I've got a couple, like just a few other oh, brief sorry. ones, we're, and then we'll, we'll wrap into, we'll go back into that. But so, um, so there was a theory that it could have been an example of collective psychosis. Oh, brought on by a particularly rough winter. Not to mention all this like post-war awfulness. Sure, I mean, like people were definitely being killed, but I, I'm kind of taking this to mean that. The idea that it was something more than regular wolf attacks was the fantastical part. And if you look at that, this like having a rough winter, you know who else would have been having a rough winter? Wolves. The wolves. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that you've got some animals who are pretty desperate who start attacking humans because they have no other food source. They're hungry. They're hungry. 
Uh, there was one theory, and this one is one that I'm like, eh, uh, that soldiers returning from the war who'd had to resort to cannibalism while fighting developed a taste for, you know, soil Human and green flesh. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, that sounds more like the plot of a horror film than an actual theory, but, like, I would totally watch that horror film. So, Duh. yeah. Uh, I mean, again, ultimately we will never really know for sure, although I am curious which theory strikes you as the most probable. Well, I got too excited earlier and I kind of said it already, but... You, you did. I was like, I'm leading you there, Gabby. Let me have my narrative. Have your narrative. Have your narrative. Um, I, I like the wolf-dog combo. I think that's the mm-hmm. most, like, likely and possible options Mm -hmm. and i also think the insight of how people think a wolf is actually bigger than it actually is yeah that that i thought was fascinating Mm -hmm. um i think those two pieces of information are really intriguing to me personally Mm -hmm. plus i Mm -hmm. feel like that's something that probably wasn't documented as much was how many dog wolves wolves were out there um necessarily so like it could look weird if someone saw it and didn't know what it was potentially absolutely yeah no and again i i think that there's a combination personally i think there was a combination of things happening i i really get struck by with all of these wolf attacks that were happening and yes this was a higher concentration of attacks but the fact that they were so quick to pin it just on one wolf yeah. was strange to me. I other would agree than with that. wolves often do, ha- they're, they're pack hunters usually. Mm-hmm. So that's what takes me back to I think this was a combination of some normal wolf attacks and probably a wolf dog hybrid, personally. So, a uh, good old combination option. A good old combination. Again, I. I, I get a little baffled when you're dealing with cases like this where you're like, how are you so sure that it's only this one thing mm-hmm. um, when there are other possibilities out there? But, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely an interesting one, and it's kind of made the more fascinating. Anytime you're not going to really have a concrete answer. Yeah. And I, I sort of look at when we talked about the New Jersey shark attacks um, – as to the identity of of the shark, you know, we we will probably never really have an answer because there's not gonna suddenly be some kind of new smoking gun evidence in a case evidence this old. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but that is the beast of Gevontin. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. And I this don't. brings us to. Creepy Critics Corner! Creepy Critics Corner! Cam! What you watching? Ah, uh, a, a few things. I went and saw The Black Phone. Ooh! What did you think? I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought the, the script is really tight. It didn't try to overcomplicate itself. I thought Ethan Hawke was fantastic. Just phenomenal. I love him. Uh, Jeremy Davies, too, who's kind of an underappreciated actor, in my opinion, was was really, really good. Um, 
no, I, you know, and, and what I, what I liked about it is that like, it's, it's still very much in the realm of, um, like it's horror, but it's, it's accessible horror. It's horror that I would have my friends who aren't as into horror. I'd be like, you could watch this and be fine. So you think I could watch it and be fine? Well, you're fine with what about Terrence? Would he watch it? I think so. I think Terrence could handle it. Um, like it's not, it's not super jump scary. It has a couple moments, but nothing that's gratuitous. It's not like there's violence, but again, nothing that you don't see on television. (laughs) Like, um, I actually just thought it was, it was really interesting. I was really well constructed. The, they capture the seventies in, in a great way. Um, you know, Scott Derrickson, who's the, the director, um, and he also dir- directed, uh, he directed the first um, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie. Uh, he directed um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which oh, is a, I like that movie. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. I like that um, one. He, he directed uh, Sinister. Mm, okay. Um, so he, he's directed some really solid films and I think has a good eye for, for, uh, how he lays things out. So no, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm glad I saw it in theaters specifically. Uh, I also have started watching, um, Miss Marvel on Disney plus. Oh, nice. And I've been really enjoying it. It's really fun. I think it's really good. I think the the lead actress is just charming and 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 lovely. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a really so- solid Marvel. <clears throat> I you know, I haven't disliked any of the Marvel shows, but there's been some I've been more invested in than others. And this one I, I have I've thought is is really a good time. So I think it's worth checking out if you're into the Marvel universe. Then definitely watch it. I know. Somebody in my household is probably already watching it without me because he knows that I probably will not watch it. So uh, I am excited for you and Terrence to talk about it together because I'm sure that you guys will have a blast. But I will also check it out at some point. It sounds really good. And I really want to see the black black phone. Is that what it's called? Black phone. Yeah, black, the black phone. phone. I really want to see it. It looks really good. I've, I'm excited that you saw it and you approve. So... Mm-hmm. Love that. Nice. Good call. Gabby, what you been watching? Um, well, I was on a very long flight on Sunday. <clears throat> so I chose to watch two movies on this flight because it was like seven hours. Um, but I did not watch any horror. So you can take the cake for the horror. You could take the cake for uh, the sci-fi this week. Um, because I watched a movie called Licorice Pizza. Did you ever see that? You didn't like it. I had a number of issues with it, yes. I didn't really like it that much either. The only thing that I enjoyed about it was that it's filmed where I'm from, like the Valley of Los Angeles. And so like... I love the age difference between the two leads. Oh, yeah. The 15-year-old and the 25-year-old. Great. Yeah. No, that's disgusting. That's... No. I couldn't get past that. I'm sorry. I That was so icky. Partially because, like, again, I teach 15-year-olds, so, like, I... That... I was never going to like it from the get-go because of that. It's way too icky for me. But anyway. It just also felt like there were too many things happening with a very slow pace. Like, it, Yeah, and, and I didn't like either of them. 
No, they were not likable. Either of the characters, no, I don't think they were likable no. at all. I have a hard time with unlikable characters, but I wanted to watch it because I had heard a mixed bag of reviews and wanted to have my own opinion on it. So it was free and it took up my time on a flight. So eh, it's not that bad. Um, but I did enjoy when they were like, oh, Encino. Oh, no, I'm in, I'm from Sherman Oaks. And it's like, yes, it's not that far, but OK, sure. Um, but yeah, the, the 10 year age difference was no, that was that was just icky. not that was icky. I it that just was felt for me. weird. I, I, I teach 15-year-olds, man. That's just, it's not, uh, and 25 is an adult. I'm sorry. That's an adult. Yep. That's not even like an 18-year-old adult, which would have still been icky, but less icky. 25 is a fucking adult. That's, also, like, I, the characters that were in it, some of the characters were just so unlikable. Not Not even, like, hard to like as a main character but just like either neutral or like there wasn't anything great about them or just incredibly unlikable like um bradley cooper's character was just like the biggest asshole ever yes um but can i be honest yeah can i be honest please i'm gonna be honest i want you to always be honest gabby yeah gabby i'm gonna be honest tell me really like Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, that's fair. I don't really like his movies. You are entitled to have that opinion. They are not my cup of... Like, I understand he does some things and people dig it and I'm like, power to you. But in general, for me, the kinds of movies he makes... I liked There Will Be Blood. I think that's one of the only movies of his I I genuinely was like, I am super into this. Um, But like Phantom Thread, man, I don't know. It's, they're, they're (sighs) male in a way I don't like, and I don't even know how to describe it. Just, it's, as a woman, I don't like the women in his films, the way he makes women, the way he portrays them, the way he portrays women. It's I, mm, yeah, that's maybe why I liked there will be blood. It was not a movie that was really about women. And I was like, yes, stick to your strengths, which is not women. Um, yeah, I actually, I like, I dug, I think I dug boogie nights when I, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember liking it when I saw it. It's, I, I think some of his more recent stuff, I've just not been that into, and he gets a lot of acclaim and it doesn't mean like, if you like him again, awesome, like him, art is subjective for a reason, but I, I will say, I think I went into liquor's pizza already with this idea of like, I'm not a huge fan of his or how he portrays women and oh, look, I'm still not. Yeah, it didn't do anything for you. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that's not the only movie I watched. I also right, watched... What else did you watch? I watched a movie that came out in 2020 called Unpregnant um, with the intent of, hey, it's a new movie that just came out and it's about abortion sure. and Roe versus Wade just happened. So f- top of mind. But this came out prior to last week, two weeks ago. So mm. I was really curious about what the topic is going to be. So Unpregnant is with... I don't know if you... Did you watch Euphoria? I forgot. I I tried. I can't. Okay, fair. 
I it's wa- a similar thing of like, I know kids these age and it's it just, tough it, for you to watch it. Yeah. It, it kind of weirds me out a little too much. I completely understand that. Um, but Barbie Ferreira is in Euphoria and she mm-hmm. also is in Unpregnant. And she plays um, a kind of ex-best friend who's kind of eccentric and like not the norm of what teenagers in Missouri are. Um, and her, the main character... Uh, Veronica is like kind of like a cookie cutter square straight A student who's super popular and has like the boyfriend that's hot and like the click of the popular people. And Barbie Ferreira plays a friend that she used to have growing up that she doesn't talk to anymore. And the main character, Veronica, takes a pregnancy test mm-hmm. and Barbie Ferreira sees her in the bathroom, finds the test, and she's the only one who knows about it. And they are in a state where at the age of 17, you have to go with a parent to have an abortion. And she doesn't want to tell her parents. And so she plans a trip to Albuquerque, New Mexico to get an abortion and needs her friend, not her friend, her ex-friend, to drive her because she's the only person who knows about it. Mm. And it's this kind of coming of age story. Um of these two girls that are like 17 and like having to do something really hard, but also need needing to like kind of revitalize their friendship. Mm -hmm. But it is very poignant right now. And it is definitely something that like takes the whole topic to another level because this is like someone who just couldn't get an abortion because she was 17. She didn't want her parents to know. This is like going to be for anybody who wants to get an abortion in a state where abortions are illegal. Like, And so there's a moment in the movie where she is so frustrated. There's like, it's a wild ride. There's a lot of like cameos of certain famous people in it. And like, it's a wild experience that they have driving across the country and like getting chased by cops. And it's a whole adventure. But there is a moment where the main character just like gets so angry and yells about the government and her state legislature and all the bullshit that we have to deal with that make the decisions about our lives that don't affect the people who are making the decisions. And Mm -hmm. it's very poignant to what's happening right now. And I highly recommend it. It's called Hmm. Unpregnant. And I have to check that out. I've not, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I think you would like it a lot. Um, And also because Barbie Ferreira is queer. And so there's a moment where there's like a kind of cute queer love story that happens. Um, So I think, I think you would really, really like it. Um, I also just like supporting queer artists. Also, I'm sorry. Barbie Ferreira plays a queer person in the movie. I don't know if she herself actually is queer just to correct that. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, it's great. I thought it was really good. Um, And I generally don't go for like teen films very often. Mm -hmm. But I felt like... I actually like teen films generally. It's just certain things get a little weird. But But I feel like this is targeted to like an anyone audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it it sounds really intriguing. I'll bump it up my list. Although... Hundred Days of Horror starts up. soon, Gabby. It's oh sneaking my up God. on you. I actually have a poll going right now on uh, on Twitter and Facebook in the Facebook group about what I should kick off Hundred Days of Horror with. Nice. As of as of now, the winning uh, film out of the four films I have, um, I don't know, options put out there as as part of the part of the poll. Uh, the current winning film is one called Dark Waters from 1993. So we'll see. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear about what ends up being that first one for you. Yeah, me too. Nice. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah, it is. 
sneaking up. Anyway. If people want to wish me a happy birthday or Gabby a happy birthday because she it. just had a birthday. Yeah. They can. At, wish us a happy birthday, humans. Yeah. Just on our socials, you know, however you want yeah, to talk to us. It's however you want serious. to. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's a great segue. Find us on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. Ghoulish Tendencies is our name. You know this by now. Um, but anywhere on the internet, you look up Ghoulish Tendencies podcast, I promise you'll find us. But our website is ghoulishtendencies.com. All of our show notes, all of our references, all of our other social media links are on there as well as our Patreon. So thank you for our patrons who are... A, a huge support to us. We couldn't do it without you. And and we love you. Yes. So um, because we love you, you should also love us and give us money, please. Money, please. <laughs> um, money, please. Patreon. Or, just, or shout out. Or shout, shout out to help. Yeah. If you can't do money, please, you can do a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, and just, you know, even just say hello. We always love to hear from you. We do. I know. I like, I get such, such a kick when somebody messages just being like, I liked this episode or like, hi. We always love a good hello. We do. And, and I swear seen... I'm not as, as like scary as I sometimes sound. <laughs> I will vouch for that. Yeah. Um, and having said that, thank you for listening and stay, stay.